Hey, hey, thanks for listening to Moments with Daru podcast. And I'm your host, Modhani. This is season four, and I'm grateful that you've taken the time to listen. This season will have different conversations with remarkable guests who share their life journey, moments of overcoming dire circumstances, and lessons we can learn from them. I will also have solo episodes where I will share my thoughts on day-to-day situations, life events, or aha moments. I do all of this so that you may be inspired, encouraged, and uplifted. With that said, let's dive in. Today's guest is a certified leadership coach and trained psychologist that helps corporate professionals and entrepreneurs advance in their careers and lives through confident communication. She was inspired to start coaching by her own struggles with confidence and communication and experience of going from being as quiet as a mouse to speaking in front of global audiences of more than 100,000 people. She has coached clients across 10 countries globally and helped them to overcome their fears to achieve results, such as a promotion after only three months, and for one, going on his very first second date. Welcome onto the show, Nicole. Hi, thank you so much, Mathoni. I'm so happy to be joining you today. It's a pleasure. So the one thing that stands out for me is that you were you were quiet as a mouse. Explain that. Yes. Give us a situation where you were so quiet like that. <laughs> sure. So when when I was a child, I, I don't know, I guess I just grew up quite shy. I was an only child at that time. I, I do have a younger sister now, but she was five years younger than me. So I would say I grew up probably quite sheltered and, you know, I... I just wouldn't voice my opinions. I wouldn't share my thoughts. I was afraid of being judged. I didn't know if what I had to say had any worth or how I had to say it. And that lasted for quite some time and lasted throughout my life. Wow. So how did you realize that it was time for you to speak up or time for you to just say, you know what? I don't care if I speak, even if my voice shakes. (laughs) Um, I guess I always knew that I could do more. And deep down, I knew that I had something valuable to share. And I guess there was always that feeling of letting myself down and letting others down when I wouldn't actually go through with sharing my brilliant idea. And I I had always knew that and struggled with that. And one day I just sort of sat up and I said, "I, I don't want this to go on forever. I can't go through my whole life like this. I need to make a change. And I just sort of bit the bullet and, and dove right in. Interesting. You know, many people struggle with that. You know, they battle mm. the opinions of others. They battle their own self-talk. So how do you encourage mm-hmm. them or how do you take them through your coaching sessions to gain the confidence to communicate, to gain the confidence, Mm. to believe in themselves. Yeah, sure. So I guess what makes my coaching a little bit different to the other types of, you know, leadership and communication coaching out there is that I really use my psychology background to help my clients get to the core of the issue because I think there's no use giving them some textbook strategies or communication techniques if it doesn't really resonate with them. 
And so a large part of the program is initially really getting to the core of where all of this started, getting to know their unique story, because, you know, we're all different. We've all been through different experiences and there lies the key from which they can move past all of this. Yes. We are all unique. And I I need to just encourage someone who's listening right now that you're unique and you're not a mistake. So just take me through, Mm -hmm. for example, the one of the examples you said was how you've helped the people that you've coached, that one Mm -hmm. was able to go on his very first second date. Could you take us a little bit on the process? You don't need to give the inside details, but just to help someone out there that they too can go on their second date. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm sure it's more common than a lot of us think. So this particular client, you know, he was, you know, in his 40s and he had never been on a second date. And I think it's one of those things that the longer you go without it, you don't, the longer you just don't really think it's that important. Oh, I'll, it's all right. I'll never go on my second date. I, I don't need that. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we all need that connection, We all want to express ourselves and connect with others and have enriching relationships. And so this particular client came to me and, you know, it it, it did trace back to his core story. It did trace back to his upbringing and the relationship he had with his father and how that shaped his interactions with people and, I guess, modelling of his parents and how that all turned out that very much sort of created this idea in his head, this sort of fear of commitment and vulnerability and intimacy with other people. And so once we were able to identify that core and bring that awareness to him, it was actually quite simple to change. And it was only within a few weeks, probably the very first first date he went on since then, he was able to push through and have the courage to ask for that second date and he got it. It's amazing how when we look back on our life stories and become more aware of the limiting beliefs that we face or the different um, situations that were imposed on us, when we become aware, we we actually better ourselves and we can navigate mm. through life with more courage. So you chose the yeah. word authenticity. Um, I did. Why, why did you choose that word? And could you take us a little bit deeper? Yeah, sure. I... Well, I had a bit of a sit down and a think, which word do I want to focus on with you today? And that that word authenticity just really jumped out at me as really resonating with me right now. And I guess with everything that's going on in today's society, you know, aside from the global pandemic, but just the general pressures and standards and, and opinions that can be floating around you, I, I just think you can't underestimate the value of authenticity in everything you do and not only in terms of what you put out into the world, but also in terms of personal fulfillment and inner satisfaction. So I I think there's a lot to talk about when it comes to that. So that's why I chose that word for today. I want to just pick up on the words that you've just um, mentioned just now, personal fulfillment Mm -hmm. and inner satisfaction. Take us deeper because I don't think many people understand the importance of those two things personal fulfillment and inner satisfaction because we seek validation from outside Mm. we seek validation from other people so how can Mm -hmm. one get to that point of being personally Mm. fulfilled and satisfied with themselves yeah look I don't blame these people for not even really realizing the value in that I myself didn't and I I think most people really don't because 
you know, these days with the fast paced, you know, society that we all live in, when do we take a moment to sit down and ask ourselves, how are we feeling? What do we really want? And why are we doing the things that we do? And I think that's that's the key there. That's how you can reach that level of personal fulfillment and inner satisfaction. Because, you know, I find that these days it's go to uni, get a job, do what your parents tell you, do, you know, everyone else all around you is telling you what you have to do. But I, I've personally found that the greatest satisfaction lies within me just being authentic and true to who I am. And again, bringing it back to what I was saying before, when you are being true to who you are, you can actually give back better to the world as well. It's so true. Um, and for me, it's a, it's a learning process as well. When you realize that being true to who you are, you serve people better, you approach the world mm-hmm. more, um, in a more authentic way. But I'm telling yeah. you, it is so scary to face yourself, isn't it? <laughs> it can be. And actually, I do get that a lot with my clients. You know, they, they tell me, I'm afraid to go there. I'm afraid to go deep. I'm afraid of what I might find. I'm afraid of the emotions that I might uncover. But, you know, I, I, I encourage them because I tell them, it is a journey, but one of, you know, my my most quoted sayings that I like to say to my clients is without challenge, there is no growth. And, you know, clearly you've realized something and the first step is you want to make a change. But, you know, it's, I like to view it as a little bit of discomfort in the beginning for a lifetime of benefits and positive change. Love it. Without challenge, there is no growth. You couldn't have said it any better mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. people look at their lives and they wonder, okay, fine, I'm, I want to grow, but I'm not growing. And it's that mm-hmm. discomfort and being uncomfortable that they don't want to get used to. And it's something, yeah. as you've said, you have to commit to so that you can have a lifelong journey of, you know, great benefits, positivity, you know, um, authentic relationships and more enriched um, connections as you move along through life. Exactly right. And that's exactly how I like to do my coaching. It's not just a quick fix or let's just do coaching for the months that we're together and that's it. I'm really aiming to make lifelong change for my clients. Nice. So what is motivating you right now? What is motivating me right now? Yeah. In terms of it could be coaching any, other people. Coaching other okay. people, your life, any aspect of your life. I would say the general motivating factor with everything I do, especially my coaching and my work and my mission and my purpose is I just, to be perfectly honest, despite everything else that's going on right now, I I feel genuinely lucky and blessed with the life that I have. I mean, we all go through our struggles, but in general, I think we're pretty lucky. And personally, I feel like I've been dealt a pretty good card. So for, my, for, for myself, I want to make sure that I honor that and respect the opportunity that I've been given and use that to make as much of a mark in the world as possible in an authentic and positive way. And that thought is always driving me and motivating me every single day of my life. I like that. If your younger self was seated across you right now, what would you tell her? I would tell her to trust herself and be more authentic. The sooner you do that, the sooner you will reach this personal fulfillment and inner satisfaction. 
I tell you, my younger self, if you told her that, she'd be like, you're lying. You're just, honestly, you're lying, Nicole. But anyway, <laughs> she, she would have learned along the way just to trust herself more and be more yeah. authentic. If you reflect back on your life, where, where did you realize that you could have been of more help to the people around you? Yes, you've mentioned that you're coaching and you have mm-hmm. this mission and purpose, but there must have yeah. been a significant moment or a turning point in your life where you said, you know what, I am going to live more authentically. I'm going to live more bravely and I'm just going to help other people. So I feel like I've always been that way. Like before I started my coaching, I would literally help strangers on the street or that I would just strike up a conversation and they would end up saying, wow, you've changed my life just through sort of, I guess you could call it coaching, but it was more like just a conversation with them. Um, But, you know, and, and really this whole mission just really blew up when I started doing this coaching. It was really that feeling that this is where I'm meant to be. I have, and I felt like I delayed it a lot probably because of that fear, all that fear that you were mentioning before. I was in other corporate jobs that weren't for me or that I thought should be for me or what everyone else was doing. And that is the biggest life lesson I've had there that that doesn't work. That That's sort of the reason why I picked the word, word authenticity. But in terms of in the past when I could have been of more service to people, I would say there have been a lot of times to be perfectly honest, because we are all human beings. And especially when I was younger, you know, I would say I was definitely more self-centered, selfish, you know, and, and I'm not, I'm not proud of it, but I, that is a part of who I am. And, but I am proud of how far I've come along until this point. And there's a lot of enlightenment and self-awareness to be had along the way to get to where I am now. Yes, and uh, I applaud you for that because we also need to celebrate our wins and our progress. You know, we look back on life. We're supposed to look back to just reflect and see how far along we've come. So I applaud you for your for your transparency as we have this conversation. So Thank how you. are you able to speak to global audiences? You know, more than 100,000 people. Some people I'm sure <laughs> who are listening are like, I would want that. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that was all a part of my journey towards pushing myself outside of my comfort zone to overcome my communication and confidence struggles. So that all started in high school and it all started with me, you know, taking it step by step. So the first thing I did was I started singing lessons and, you know, I sang in front of a crowd. And then after that, I was like, oh, if I can, if I can sing in front of a crowd, then I can definitely speak in front of one. And so I started doing public speaking uh, competitions and I started winning those. And it was quite a huge transition, to be honest. And I just kept pushing myself and pushing myself. And I ended up joining, I'm, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but you, you probably, you would have it there as well. Um, I was the Miss Philippines, you know, these beauty pageants. I was the wow. Miss Philippines International in 2012. So that would be where I got in front of global audiences, in front of 100,000 plus people. I, first of all, you know, did it nationally in the Philippines during the actual pageant itself and touring around for different events, uh, inspiring the youth and giving talks at high schools, charity work, 
But I also competed in Japan where I, that was another global audience of 100,000 plus people. And I talked about things like globalization, self-love, respect, interconnectedness. And that was one of the most fulfilling experiences in my life because I felt like I was using that platform to really make an impact where it mattered. And that is such an interesting aspect of you. Who would have known that you were Miss Philippines? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it is interesting, but it is literally one of the biggest catalysts for my growth. I mean, there are a lot of stigmatisms surrounded with beauty pageants, but I have grown so much from that. And a lot of where I am today, including my communication, is because of that as well. So where do you see yourself in the next five to 10 years, your coaching business, your speaking engagements? Where do you see yourself yeah, it's very exciting. <laughs> the thought nice. of it. I, I do have I do have a lot of plans, but I definitely see myself doing this for the rest of my life. I would love to reach and touch as many people globally as possible. So I think my 10-year sort of goal is to help at least 20,000 people, you know, achieve these meaningful results by boosting their confidence and their communication for their career and life. So that that's sort of my what I'm shooting for. Um, aside from that, I, I'm in the process of writing a book now, and I'd love for that to be, you know, an Amazon bestseller. My, one of my ultimate dreams is a Ted talk and, and I will get there. <laughs> I will get there. Cause I, for me, that is just the biggest honor to be able to speak on that platform. So, you know, those are a few of the things, but I just, I just really want to spread that mission where I want every as many people as possible who have been in the position that I've been in where they struggle to communicate they have those intelligent thoughts but they just can't share them I want to help as many people as I can to push through and actually share these brilliant ideas because then the world will be a better place right the more ideas the more exposure the more we can influence and build upon each other the better I couldn't agree more the world be a better place. And to someone who's listening, just know that your gifts are here to serve others. And I know it gets scary, but just know if you can push through and um, acknowledge your gifts and use them for the benefit of others, truly you would make an impact. I want to touch upon the book that you're writing right now. Um, yes. would, you, would you want to talk about what it's about or um, not yeah. yet? Okay. Yeah, I can. So I've got I've got two books in the works. The first one I am almost finished and that's more of a very personal sort of side to things, which I guess in a sense did make it easier to write because it was purely from my heart. And that talks about my journey towards self-love, which I think is really important and is the first sort of step in a lot of things, even if it's not with confidence and communication, just loving yourself in, in, in every single context is really important in your life. And there are a lot of things that I've gone through and one, just one of them is this confidence and communication we've been talking about. So I, I, I run through that and I, I run through all the lessons that I've learned to get me to where I am today and use that to inspire and help others as well as sort of provide little tips in there for how they can get there themselves And my second book is really to do with, you know, leadership and communication and really focusing on, you know, my trademark method, which is really getting to the core of the issue, focusing on that limiting beliefs before we even get into the communication. 
I, I nice. want to encourage you to keep on doing it. I know writing is not easy. So mm -hmm. yes, we look forward to seeing your books being published. And as you've said, you've put it out there that it will be a bestseller, New York bestseller. We yes. put it out there. <laughs> That's right. So you mentioned that you share lessons on how people can get to the place of self-love. Could you mention mm -hmm. two, two lessons or tips? One tip, I, the very, very first pivotal lesson that you need to sort of realize or become aware of is that that whole thing that you mentioned at the beginning of our talk today, where we're always looking for validation, we're always depending on others for happiness, external sources. Sometimes it's other people, sometimes it's other things, but the fact of the matter is it's not within you, it's, it's something outside of you. And I think the critical fundamental lesson is if you can realize that everything you need, all the tools you need to make any change, to feel all the love, to feel all the happiness, it's all within you. So that is, that is number one, first and foremost. And that in itself is a huge, huge lesson. Yes. And yes. Yes. And I guess the second one would be don't underestimate the power of self-care. I think we're in such a fast-paced society. We we don't even think we deserve it or need it, right? Like, oh, I don't need to do that. I don't need to give myself that time. I've got too many things to do. I've got to do work. I've got to look after the kids. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. But we forget the the logic that if we are not oper operating at 100%, then how can we best serve others? So it's critical that you do set aside that time for yourself, whether it be to have a bath, to read a book, to go for a walk, whatever makes you happy, whatever you feel recharges your soul, you need to make time to do that, conscious time to do that every single week. I love that. Now, what's the best advice you have received from anyone or you've read somewhere? Best advice, the most life-changing advice I probably received, which was on my self-love journey. Um, so I used to doubt myself. I I didn't trust my intuition, which I now realize is very strong and doesn't steer me in the wrong direction. But back then, you know, I, I questioned everything. I had to ask others for the answer. I, I basically did not have any confidence in myself and a lot of self-doubt. And one time a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine said to me, Nicole, I think you're so intelligent. You can convince yourself of any truth you want to. Wow. What do you think? Wow. Have a, have a think about that. that. That's, yeah. It, it also stopped me. I, 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 I was speechless when he said it. I was like, wow, when he said that to me. Could you, and repeat, it, could you repeat it again? I think that yes. someone out there just needs to hear it one more time. Yeah, sure. You are so intelligent that you can convince yourself of any truth you want to. Mm. And that just changed everything for me because that's exactly what was happening. I, before I started following my gut, trusting my gut, I would, my brain was capable of telling myself 10 different truths and I would confuse myself and then I would never make a decision. And, you know, it was clouding my judgment. And it's when I realized that fundamental thing that I, I realized, well, what can I trust? Because if I'm so intelligent, I can tell myself of any truth. What's one constant here? And for me personally, the answer was my intuition and my gut, you know, because I believe that that is a culmination of all your life's lessons. 
you know, that are stored in your body there to protect you and guide you through life. We need to mm. trust our intuition more. I know for, for myself, there have been moments where I'm like, why didn't I listen to my instinct? Why didn't I listen to my gut? Mm-hmm. So yes, mm-hmm. intuition is very important. So to switch mm. gears in this conversation, yeah. don't overthink it. I'm just going to ask some questions. Okay. If you could have any superpower, which one would you choose? I don't know. It was the first thing that came to mind was just being able to see through things, <laughs> like see through walls. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first one I've heard in a long time. Oh, wow. See through things. Okay. The next one is if you had $10 million, what would you use it for? Or what would you do with the $10 million? Um, I would provide opportunities to help empower disadvantaged youth in third world countries. So empower them through confidence, communication, mindset, and really set them up for life because they wouldn't have that opportunity. That's not considered an essential, but for me it is. And I think people, the society is going to realize that more and more as time goes on, but I would really love to help, help the youth with that. Nice. Yes. The youth need to be assisted. The youth need to be given the opportunity to speak up, to have access to different opportunities because they, they are our future. And if you could interview a famous person, who would you choose? Interview a famous person, Michelle Obama. Nice. And why her? I just love her so much. I feel like she's incredibly inspirational. She's very fresh, modern, open-minded, and has been through a lot. So I would really love the opportunity to pick her brain. Lovely. And as we wind down our conversation, how do you want to be remembered? I want to be remembered as a genuine, authentic leader who has empowered as many people with their confidence and communication from around the world as possible. I love it. And is there anything else that you'd like to share with someone out there that's still on your heart or mind? I just want to let people know out there to just stay strong and be resilient. And, you know, nothing in life is permanent. So whatever you're going through right now, it might feel like this is your life, but things can change in an instant. So if right now you're going through something sort of not that pleasant, just just rest assured that it's not going to last forever. And, you know, six months from now, you could be having the time of your life. So in the meantime, just stay strong and ride the wave. Thank you so much, Nicole, for sharing those words. I want to appreciate you. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. Thank you so much, Mathonia. I had a great time and I loved talking about all these important topics with you. Fantastic. So dear listeners, I hope you are holding on to some of the words that were shared in this conversation For me, two things stand out. It's very important to reach the point of personal fulfillment and inner satisfaction. So until next time, take care of yourselves. 